At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bed Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can always follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 and as for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. We got a good one planned for you tonight. Nick Whalen is going to be joining us momentarily. We primarily talk some hoops with Nick, but hey, we're about to be getting into the thick of it in the NFL season, so we'll be pumped to go over some of the future plays our guy Nick has made up to this point so he's been covering that over at Rotowire and he'll expound on that in just a second then 15 minutes from now we've got Will Hill dialed up you know him you love him he's the host of the New York City cast he pretty much covers it all and man we've got plenty of news to discuss out on the East Coast I know we'll be talking a lot of baseball upcoming football but also Kevin Durant man what is going on with that Brooklyn Nets situation we'll be sure to hit on that with Will in 15 minutes. Afterward, we've got a deeper preview into the Big Ten West. Specifically, we'll be honing in on the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll look at their win total, odds to win the Big Ten, etc. And then at the end of the show, we'll cap it off with some Danny's Dimes. A couple of plays on the diamond tonight and one here in the Windy City. I'll tell you what that is in 45 minutes. But let's go ahead and get things kicked off like we said, welcoming in our pal Nick Whalen. You can follow him on Twitter at Whalen and 
instead of the L. It's the number one in his Twitter handle. Great content with NBA and just as good in terms of the NFL. So, Nick, happy to have you back on, my man. We might as well get things kicked off in our neck of the woods in the Midwest. It was kind of a hectic day here in Chicago with the Roquan Smith news, right? Ryan Pohl saying they're going to try to sign him, but Roquan's not too happy. He's requesting a trade. So the expectations seeming to get lower and lower for the Bears. But as for teams such as the Packers and the Vikings, seems like the doors could open up even more so. Looks like you got some betting interest in those two NFC North squads this year. Yeah, I do, Danny. And, uh, you know, first of all, apologies about the Bears. Uh, things have gone from bad to worse, seemingly, for Chicago with the Roquan Smith news this morning. I, I wish I could come on and tell you why you should bet the Bears at 150 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, uh, but I will not be doing that. Um, you know, I, the NFC is where I'm targeting for most of these futures. There's a few AFC teams uh, that I'd be willing to, to throw down some coin on, but I think the Green Bay Packers at 10 to 1. Uh, are a really nice deal right now. I, I think the LA Rams, the repeat at 11 to one. I know it hasn't happened in almost 20 years, but at 11 to one in a weekend NFC, when a lot of the powers are on the other side of the league, uh, I think there's some value there. And then you mentioned the Vikings all the way down at 40 to one. Now, I don't love the Vikings as much as I do those other two NFC teams. There's a reason after all that they are 40 to one, but I think talent wise, there's not a huge gap, especially on offense between the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. And I, I think you know, a new coach is exactly what this team needed. It was really clear. It was just kind of a classic things getting stale situation toward the end of Mike Zimmer's tenure. So I'm really interested to see what they can do uh, with, with a new man at the helm. And, you know, I think if Green Bay slips up at all, which is very possible with some of the depletion that they've had uh, at the receiver position on the offensive line, uh, Minnesota could have a really, really nice path to the playoffs. Even if they don't win the division, they should have a very friendly schedule to at least grab a wild card spot. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you on the Vikings. I took them over eight and a half a while back. I, I think it sets up perfectly for them this year. Easier schedule, offensive-oriented head coach, still a lot of talent on that team. And, you know, you mentioned the Packers, and I know that you uh, favor them here at about 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. But honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of took a step back. And I, you got to think that could happen with the possibility of losing Devontae Adams and what impact that's going to happen. Uh, defensively, there's always some issues looming and losing some guys on that line and I know you're really close to the team up there in Milwaukee but why are you maybe a little bit higher on this Packers team than other people are just assuming they will turn out to look like right I mean it's been you know well over a decade now since they they won their last Super Bowl and they've won the NFC North eight times in that span uh, and, and are yet to even advance to a Super Bowl so I, I totally understand the skepticism but you know, you got to keep knocking on that door. And I, I think Green Bay is, is probably going to win the NFC North once again. They're probably going to go into the playoffs as a top three seed. And, you know, for Packers fans, it's kind of one of those, here we go again. You know, we're, who are we going to lose to this time? But uh, I, I think this is going to be a much different Green Bay Packers team. And I, I think they're a more balanced team. You know, it's, it's not going to be one of those years where you look up and at the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers has 46 touchdowns and four interceptions. I, I think he could have, you know, somewhere between 25 and 30 touchdown passes. I think this is going to be a really, really balanced offense. They have two great running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And really for the first time in Aaron Rodgers' entire tenure as the quarterback of the Packers, I think the defense is ahead of the offense. And, and in this instance, it's by a mile. And we've seen year after year the teams that succeed, you know, it's not the, it's not the team that's great on offense and just okay on defense. It's usually a team that's either very good on both sides or better on the defensive end. I think Green Bay has the potential 
to be the, the number one or number two defense in the NFC. So I, I think they're trying a different approach. You know, it feels like they've kind of run their heads into the wall these last few years uh, going with the, you know, Rogers Devante combination. Uh, I think we're going to see Aaron spread the ball out a little more. And I, I think the defense is going to carry this team. So uh, I like the Packers, you know, as a, a 10 to one Super Bowl bet. And I also like their over on 11 wins. Okay, so Nick, all in on the Packers. Hey, I can't deny you on that as a Bears fan. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just going to continue to do Aaron Rodgers things throughout the regular season at least. And then at that point, we'll see if he can come through clutch in the postseason. Like you said, defense, hey, yeah. if they could take a step forward, I feel like that's been a huge missing ingredient for them for quite some time. So, yeah, Packers still will absolutely be lethal. And in terms of the AFC, a couple more teams who are looking to be lethal. We know the Bengals obviously have the bar set really high after last year. And then you got the Broncos with a complete overhaul in terms of their quarterback position and their coaching staff. Seems like those are the two teams you're circling out on that side of the NFL. Yeah, we can start with the Broncos at 16 to one. I mean, I, this is kind of a hill that I guess I'm willing to die on is that Russell Wilson is not washed up. And I, I think it's going to be a, a big time uh, change of scenery situation for Russell Wilson. I think he's going to remind people uh, that he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, it, you know, his swoon the last couple of years reminds me of what Aaron Rodgers went through at the end of the Mike McCarthy days in Green Bay, where everybody thought, you know, do they need to do they need to move on? Is Aaron Rodgers done? Is his arm shot? It turned out he was just really sick of the, the playing style and the coaching staff, and he needed a change. And in this case, um, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks sided with its co with their coaching staff and with their GM over the quarterback. So Russell Wilson had to go to Denver, and he's now in a much better situation now. The thing is that division is is as tough as advertised. So it's not going to be a walk in the park. You know, I, I don't think the Broncos are going to have, you know, a 13 or 14 win regular season. It's going to be a slog. Those teams in the AFC West are going to beat each other up. But even after losing Tim Patrick, I, I like the weapons that he has on this offense. I, I still like what they have in place on the defensive end. And at 16 to one, uh, I'm willing to buy in there. And then real quickly on the Bengals. I just don't understand the argument for why this team is 22 to one. They were in the Super Bowl, what, eight months ago, seven months ago, and really didn't lose anybody. You know, the Jesse Bates situation, we have to see how that settles, but the offensive line is better. Joe Burrow should be better. Jamar Chase should be better. Virtually every single contributor on this team, especially on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball, is in the beginning of their careers. Like all these guys should continue to ascend. So I, I know there's kind of this belief that once you make it there, it's really hard to make it back. And I get that, but... I don't really see any reason why Cincinnati should be all the way down at, at 22 to one. For me, they're a team that should be closer to 15 to one. Okay, well, hey, Nick, I want to move back into the conversation of win totals because a team that I see you have a bet with, I am just fascinated with this year, and that's going to be the Saints. I think they have a lot of talent all throughout, both sides of the ball. Their defense still should be solid. Michael Thomas coming back. You drafted a receiver. You still got Kamara. New coaching staff. We'll see how they can do, but the familiarity has already been instilled. The big question, of course, is Jameis Winston. Can he be a reliable quarterback with all the talent around him? Seems like you believe he can be. I think he could be reliable enough to get over eight wins. And I, I think part of the reason I like this bet is it's, it's just really low, you know, for a team that, you know, the Saints are kind of in that category with the Packers and the Steelers, where it just feels like every single year, even when things go wrong, they always find a way to win nine or 10 games. Now, maybe that changes with no, with no Sean Payton in the picture. That, to me, is by far the biggest X factor. I'm not really worried that much about Jameis. I mean, this is a team that won nine games a year ago with Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, and Ian Book starting more than half of the season. So, so quarterback play to me is not a huge issue. I, I think the defense is going to be really, really good again, maybe even better 
than last season. Um, and, and like you said, you add Chris Olave, you get Michael Thomas back. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy. Uh, I will admit the schedule is not ideal. They play the NFC West and the AFC North as their out of division rotations. Those are not easy whatsoever. Um, you, you get the Eagles, the Raiders, and the Vikings as your other kind of wild card game. So none of those are walks in the park. The schedule is not friendly to the New Orleans Saints. However, in division, you get two games against Carolina and you get two games against Atlanta. Uh, and this is also a team that always finds a way to beat Tampa at least once. So you'd like to think that's five wins right there, maybe four uh, if, if things don't go your way. But you know, that gets you halfway there. And um, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like all in on Jameis Winston, but I, I think there's enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to, to kind of carry Jameis Winston through the mistakes that he's inevitably going to make. Hey, Nick, before we get you out of here, about 30 seconds left, do you think Atlanta, since we're kind of talking about them a little bit, do you think that they could be the worst team in the NFL at the end of the year? I, I think they could. You know, I like the under on five wins. Um, you know, other than Kyle Pitts and Drake London, there's just not a lot of talent, especially at the skill positions on this team. I, I think they're okay with bottoming out. I, I think if that means that Bryce Young is their starting quarterback next year, that's totally fine. Maybe it's C.J. Stroud. Um, they, they get Carolina twice, but but other than that, you know, it's the Bears and the Commanders are their only other, you know, maybe that's a win type of games. Maybe, you know, they'll, they'll pull a surprise or two throughout the year, but I like the under on the Falcons for five wins. And I will throw it out there. I know this morning the Bears were 12 to one to have the worst record in the league, Danny. So if you, if you want to throw a Bears future in there, not bad value. Oh, man, I know I hate to admit it, but you might not be wrong. Nick, hey, we appreciate the time, my man. Thank you for the insight. Look forward to talking more football soon enough. Yeah, of course, Danny. Thanks for having me. You got it. At Whalen, where you can follow him on Twitter, catch his work over at RotoWire. He's right. Tough days here in Chicago with the Roquan Smith news. We'll see if they can get something figured out. Will Hill will tell us if they can get things figured out with the Brooklyn Nets next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, remember that Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, 
in Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure to subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. Okay, well, speaking of the City Cast, we are lucky enough to be joined by host of the New York City Cast right here on Rush Hour, and that is Will Hill. You can follow Will on Twitter at NotTheWillHill, and like we said, make sure you're listening to his City Cast covering all things New York. And man, Will, I'm sure you had a lot of fun to begin your week with the news surrounding Kevin Durant making demands now to the owner, saying, hey, you either got to trade me or you got to get rid of head coach Steve Nash and then general manager. Sean Marks, uh, your thoughts when you heard this news coming about? I mean, it seemed like everything stalled with Durant for a second. Then he said, nah, I got to bring something up again. Uh, what was going through your head after seeing it? Yeah, I mean, it's just typical NBA. I mean, if you wanted the coach and the GM out, which is just ridiculous to begin with because Durant handpicked these guys, you say that in May or June, they got eliminated in May. Say that in May. To wait to August, a, a month before the season starts, a month before training camp or thereabouts, is totally ridiculous. He's just trying to stir the pot. He's just trying to force the Nets' hand because, let's face it, he has no leverage. He's 33. He's on a four-year contract. He has no leverage. He has no way of making the Nets force him. And, you know, people in the media seem to be just hell-bent on having the Nets make a bad trade, trade him to Boston for Jalen Brown, who's a good player, but he's only got two years left on a deal. You know, Marcus Smart and a bunch of picks that'll be in the late 20s. And you know what? The Nets are supposed to just say, okay, let's do it. Thank you very much. And, and set the Celtics up for championships. Half, a decade after, they made a, a dreadful deal with Boston where they basically gave Boston their whole franchise in all these top five picks. If I'm the Nets, I say, you know what? Uh, you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Training camp is in September. You're 33. You're on a four-year deal. It's essentially a lifetime contract. I'll see you at practice. I mean, at some point, some of these teams have to step up and just say no. No, enough. Enough with the demands. Enough. You want this. You want that. You have no leverage if you're Durant. I mean, he wants it, you know, every single way here. He wants to be traded to the Heat, but he doesn't want them to give up Butler out of Bayou or Lowry. He wants it basically to be, you know, Max Drews for pick. Enough with this. If I'm the Nets, I just put my foot down and I say, you're not going anywhere. We're keeping you. It doesn't make sense for us to trade you. I've been adamant that the Nets are going to keep him. Uh, seeing yesterday's tweet from Sham saying, you know what, uh, Durant's unhappy. He wants this guy out. He wants that guy out. It, it dampened my confidence a little bit, but I still think the Nets have it in them to play hardball. I think Joe Sy, look, these billionaires, they're, they're very prideful. You know, they made a lot of money uh, in business with their egos. I, I don't think they like being bullied around, and you can't really back him into a corner because, like I said, Durant's 33. He's on a four-year deal, so I still kind of lean towards him coming back to the Nets and the Nets saying, you know what? You want to make it awkward? We can make it awkward, but we're not going to just trade you for pennies on the dollar just because you're in a bad mood. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it perfectly, Will. And you and I have discussed this in the past. I mean, we kind of thought because it started slowing down that Durant could remain with the Nets. And I know at least personally, I got the Nets at about 28 to 1. We see them now at 16 to 1. You saw it even what, around like 50 to 1 or 40 to 1? And that's uh, where you got involved earlier this summer? Everywhere from 50, 45, 35, 30. So look, if he gets traded, I I'm not only going to be wrong, but I'm going to lose a good chunk of change. Uh, and I don't know if I'd play it at 16 to one, but I still think there's a better than decent chance than that. Say, you know what? None of these trades make sense for us and we don't have to trade you. You know what happens? A lot of the times in the past, these, these superstars get their way, whether it's Anthony Davis to the Lakers, some of these other guys, because a they're younger and B they're on one year deals. So they can say, you know what? 
it's trade me now or lose me in a year for nothing. Durant's not in that situation. Durant's on a 30. Uh, he's 33 going on 34. He's on a four-year contract. By the time he he's a free agent, he's going to be 38. His career is basically going to be over. The Nets don't have to do anything. They say, you know what? Uh, if you want to sit out and pout, you know what? We'd prefer you to play. But we you can't make us trade you. And you can't make us trade you for a bad deal. Uh, to me, look, Jalen Brown's a good player, but he's only got two years left on his contract. So long-term, does that help you? And again, Marcus Spart's a nice player. Some draft picks. To me, that does not move the needle if I'm the Nets. Plus, I can't tank if I'm the Nets because I don't have any of my own picks. I traded them to the Rockets or Harden because that's what Durant wanted. So, look, if I'm the Nets, you got me into this Mets if you're Durant. I'm not going to just give you away just because you're in a bad mood. You can play or you cannot play, but I'm not going to just give you away. Uh, well, it should be interesting to see what unfolds these upcoming weeks, maybe months. But, hey, at least out in New York in the meantime, you uh, have some steady confidence with another team, and that being the New York Yankees. This team is absolutely on a roll, and they're kind of in a, uh, a pretty interesting spot tonight because they're not as big of a favorite as we typically see, especially when you get a star pitcher on the bump for them, and they're laying about minus 141. Seattle with Castillo taking the bump, plus 115, and a very short total at at seven, even though they're on the road and you're still laying somewhat of a decent price, do you think the Bronx Bombers are the move tonight? I played under seven. I'd be very careful betting the Yankees. First of all, they always struggle on the West Coast, even when they have great teams. And I don't think this is a great team. Uh, they always struggle. Seattle, Anaheim, Oakland, those West Coast trips are always sh uh, a little tricky. And remember, this was a matchup last Wednesday. Same pitching matchup, Cole versus Castillo. And it's kind of funny because Castillo pitches for the, the Mariners and he pitched for the Reds. This is the third time in like two and a half weeks he's seen the Yankees, which is kind of just a weird scheduling quirk, plus the trade. Uh, last time out, Cole gave up six runs in the first inning, three homers, then actually settled down and pitched well from there on out, get through five shutout innings after that. Uh, so we were expecting a pitching duel last time. We didn't get it. Cole has way too many of these blowups. He gives up way too many homers, but he doesn't tend to get rocked back-to-back -back starts. Usually he recovers. I would expect him to bounce back pitch a good game. I like the under here. The Yankees are down some bats. Stanton, Rizzo, Carpenter, who's been a revelation and, and really a great story and a huge boost for the Yankees. He broke his foot on a foul ball last night. So kind of a skeleton crew here, a skeleton lineup for the Yankees. I don't know if I'm the other team here. If I'm the Mariners. Why am I going to pitch to Aaron Judge with all these injuries? I'll just walk in, let somebody else beat me. So uh, I do like the under seven. I think that's a pretty good play. All right, well, then it seems like you got another baseball play tonight in another game you're thinking could be a little bit more so on the side of a lower-scoring affair. And this one, first pitch, probably in about 45 minutes. Phillies and the Marlins, total at 7.5. Why are you liking the under tonight? Yeah, Wheeler's been outstanding for Philly. He's, you know, made his reputation as a guy who every year is going to be near the top of the Cy Young voting, and he gets a Marlins lineup without Jazz Chisholm, without Birdie. That is just awful, atrociously. The Marlins can't hit. It is a painful lineup to watch. Uh, so that makes for a good underplay. And the other side of it, Braxton Garrett, and seemingly every pitcher the Marlins throw out there, as bad as their bats are, they are just loaded like 1 through 12 in the, in the farm system, in the major league system, with power arms. Braxton Garrett was the seventh pick in the draft. His last four starts, 22 innings, 39 strikeouts. He's really started to tap into that potential, that pedigree. He's pitched really well. Boy, if you could just get rid of the bats in Major League Baseball, the Marlins might win the World Series because they have so much pitching, so many good arms. They just can't hit. So to me, this adds up to another under. I go under four in the first five, Wheeler versus, uh, versus Braxton Garrett here. 
All right, Will, and then before we get you out of here, my man, I know you're always down to talk some football, down to bet some football. It doesn't matter when it is, how early it is, but at least we do have some more consistent football this week with preseason. What plays have you made already? I'm kind of eyeing one. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm there just yet. They're not in the games that you're curious about, but I want to see if you can push me to the edge with some of these to get involved. I took the Titans plus four. I know there's some three and a half, some four. As always, find the best number, especially preseason these margins are tight. Every point, half point in these lower scoring games matters uh, exponentially. I just think the Ravens have been a machine in the preseason. 20 and 0 straight up their last 20. They've won 20 preseason games in a row. However, they had a million injuries last year. Remember, before the season even started, they were on like their fourth or fifth string running back. Their whole secondary got hurt. Their team was decimated by injuries. So I think Harbaugh is going to pull back the reins, say, you know what? They don't hand out trophies at the end of uh, preseason. They hand out trophies in February. Let's chill a little bit. Let's take it a little bit easy in preseason. So I think grabbing the three and a half, four with Tennessee is a good play. And look, speaking of uh, of chilling, Dan Campbell has no chill in him. He wants to win every game. He's down 40 in these regular season game, calling timeouts, trying to win the game. He's a relentless competitor. And I think the will to win in preseason, handicapping these coaches and their motivation is very important. So I will take the Lions. There's some plus ones, some plus one and a half out there against Atlanta. Uh, I just think Detroit here is going to be motivated to win every game because I think basically uh, the coach is a psychopath, which I really like. <laughs> hey, I dig it. Will, thank you, my man. Always appreciate the insight and your plays. Best of luck and looking forward to catching up again soon, pal. DB, you're looking tanned. You're looking rested. If you run for <laughs> office, you'll have my vote. I think you'll have a good chance to win. Thanks for having me on hey. Eason.com slash podcast. You got it. Thank you, Will. You know, sometimes my Irish skin in the sun can't catch uh, can't catch some flares every now and then. You know, we got to make it look doable. But, hey, big shout-out to Will, and always appreciate the compliment. But if you want more Will, you want more VEASAN, make sure you're checking out VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get a hold of all of VEASAN's 24-7 content and a 24-7 stream of VEASAN experts who are helping track line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks out in Los Las Vegas and across the entire country. So you can download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast right now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. A little bit of college football coming next, folks. Big Ten West, we're talking Iowa Hawkeyes. This is Rush Hour on VEASAN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out now, and the NFL guide is coming in just a couple weeks. So make sure you start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, which is including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, you'll get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. So you can sign up early and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you could join us for $40 a month and you can see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. 
Okay, like we said, college football and the National Football League is coming soon, and we can't wait here on Rush Hour. The network is VSIN. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us. And a big thanks to Will Hill and Nick Whalen for hopping on, talking all things sports betting from, you know, a little bit of basketball to baseball and the NFL. But now let's go ahead, spend some more time on some college football. We did that yesterday. Looking into the Minnesota Gophers, seven and a half was their win total, and kind of leaned toward the over. Could be a somewhat of a dark horse out of the Big Ten West. We've also already talked about Nebraska, talked about Wisconsin. But let's spend some time on the Iowa Hawkeyes. The Iowa Hawkeyes with Kirk Ferentz, always a team that somehow is in the thick of it till the end. They're kind of like the St. Louis Cardinals almost. Like they're going to find a way to be competitive and almost winning the division, it seems, at the very, very end every year. At least since I've been really paying attention, it seems that way. I don't know. But Iowa, always a plug-and-play type of university, especially with their football program. So last year, you know, they ended 10-4. and They lost in the bowl game versus Kentucky. They came out of the West in the Big Ten, and then they got smacked, embarrassed, depleted, whatever you want to call it, uh, against Michigan in the title game, 42-3. We all knew Iowa wasn't actually a worthy team or that top of a team, but, hey, they got there, so that's all that mattered. And then it clearly didn't matter because they lost 42-3. to But when you look at their team this year, uh, the expectations, despite winning the West last season, doesn't correlate to what their expectations are this year because to win the Big Ten West, they're about plus 480. To win the Big Ten Conference overall, you see them at about 15-1. to And their win total is on the lower side of things. 7.5 is the number at Bet Rivers. The over is minus 108. And the under is minus 121. So what can we expect out of this team? What's the first thing you got to consider when you look at Iowa? To me, it's got to be the quarterback play. Spencer Petras, has he done anything in his tenure as an Iowa Hawkeye to make you go, yeah, oh, I'm betting over seven and a half. Yeah, I'm betting them to win the Big Ten West or win the Big Ten. Hell no. I mean, this guy, look, last year completed just 57% of his passes, had 10 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Now, we were talking about Tanner Morgan yesterday, and he had 10 tutties and nine picks. Yet, Minnesota still had a good year, and they were dealing with a lot more injuries. And Tanner Morgan has also shown flashes of being a skillful quarterback. Peters has not done that really in any capacity whatsoever since I have at least been watching him at Iowa and since you have been watching him, which is the whole time. Now, the beneficial thing for him is that, yeah, again, you have a university with their football program that can plug and play guys into the trenches, turn it over like it's nobody's business, and they're still going to kill you with the running game. They're still going to kill you up front. Their tight end play is always seeming to be good. And in the secondary, it's seeming to get better year in and year out. But when you mention the backfield, kind of like Wisconsin, it's so relied, relied upon, right? I, I don't know if you're going to get that top-tier production like you did last year. I mean, you're losing Tyler Goodson, who was a great running back last year, ran for over 1,100 yards. You got Gavin Williams taking over. And look, in college and just like the NFL, again, they're pretty dispensable. As long as you got the good line, you can make do. Goodson was a special player. Petras is going to need to step up more than usual. And especially in those 50-50 games, that's the difference. I think Iowa will have a lot of them, and they won't be able to overcome whatever opponent it is because they won't have good enough quarterback play to lead them from behind or to really just capitalize in a close game. They do have seven starters overall returning to the offense, but the big question still is what kind of quarterback play can you get? Can you get any improvement from Petras? And until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. 
Defensively, you know they're probably going to be studly. They finished in the nation's top 15 in scoring defense, 19.2 points per game, and run defense allowing just 114 rushing yards per game. They also have seven starters coming back on the defensive side of the ball. But all right, let's get into it, folks. Let's look at their schedule, separate it into the winnable games, the losable games, and the toss-up games down in Iowa City. We shall begin with the winnable games. Week one versus South Dakota State. Non-conference game, you get them at home. You got to think Iowa takes care of business to get things kicked off. Then you go to week three versus Nevada. Yeah, they're probably going to be a huge favorite in that game against the Wolfpack. Once again, that's in Iowa City. Should be a winnable game for this Iowa Hawkeyes program. Week four, you're going on the road at Rutgers. We were just talking about the Scarlet Knights last night. Not really a program that has altered things that much to where I would be worried about playing them on the road. At that point, Iowa's offense with the ground game and their defense should be able to maintain success against a lower type of team such as Rutgers. Week six at Illinois. Yeah, some people actually are a little bit higher on the fighting Illini than I am, and I know that they were competitive in some spots last year, but I just don't think they have anything to wow you as of this moment. And things may change, thoughts may alter by week six, but as of this moment, I definitely have the Hawkeyes higher than I have Illinois, and it's not like down at that Memorial Stadium in Champaign that it's that big of a ruckus, so uh, Iowa should be fine. Then week nine, you get Northwestern at home. Northwestern's going to have a tough year, plain and simple. And you get them in Iowa City, Hawkeyes will take care of business in that spot. Losable games. I got two losable games for Iowa. Week eight at Ohio State, not much needs to be said there. You can imagine why that's a losable game. And then week 12 at Minnesota. Now, I may be in a smaller crowd thinking this would be in the losable category as opposed to the toss-up game category. But honestly, yeah, I give Tanner Morgan the advantage in the quarterback situation. I give Ibrahim the advantage as of now in the running back situation with Minnesota. The home field advantage goes to Minnesota. Defense, well, we're going to have to wait and see. But at the end of the year, this is going to be a crucial game. I'm going to give the nod to Minnesota there. I think they end up better than Iowa. Then the 50-50 spots, now they probably win this one, but just because it's your in-state rival, so to speak, week two versus Iowa State, I know that the Cyclones are probably going to regress this year, but it's early and anything could still happen. So yeah, I'll classify it as a 50-50 game, but with the strong lean to the Hawkeyes. Then week 10 at Purdue. Now, I'm not that high on the Boilermakers, but something about this game just kind of rubs off the wrong way if you're Iowa. A team already that at least I don't think has high expectations. You don't have the most stable quarterback play. Purdue gets you every now and then, right? They're due for an upset. They're due for a tough game, and they're typically competitive and gritty. So going there to West Lafayette, I don't know if that's going to be that easy for Iowa. So I'll call that a 50-50 game. Then week 11, you get Wisconsin at home. I'm not going to be shocked to at whoever wins that game, right? I mean, I'm under nine wins on Wisconsin. I absolutely love that play. I think they're virtually even with their quarterbacks here with Graham Mertz and Petrus. You still have, what for whatever reason, higher hopes for Graham Mertz, but they're virtually the same at this point. So I'll give that a 50-50. The home field advantage, of course, helps for Iowa. Then week 13, you get Nebraska at home. I know a lot of people are thinking, yeah, the Hawkeyes are going to win. They've been winning this game year after year after year. But it's also been really close year after year after year, and you get a different Nebraska team, different quarterback, new coordinators, new talent. Iowa should be going down a little bit. Nebraska should be going up a tad bit. Last game of the season, rivalry spot. I think Nebraska can capitalize on this one, but still, it's a toss-up game. I'm not giving anybody the official nod, so that's why it's going to be in the 50-50 spot. 
and all, looking at this schedule, looking at this team, I put Iowa at about seven wins. Remember, their win totals at seven and a half, so I think that's priced appropriately. The juice is to the under at minus 121. If it was somewhere maybe like even money or better, and not that I think it should be, I'm just saying if that's what was offered, then maybe I would be entertained enough to actually bet it. But I don't think they're that much lower than seven and a half. I would just prefer to bet the under more so than I would with the over. Unstable quarterback play, not the easiest schedule here. Those toss-up games, that's what it's going to come down to, as it always does. But are you going to capitalize at Purdue? Are you going to be able to capitalize at home versus Wisconsin, at home versus Nebraska? I don't know. I don't have that high hopes for Iowa. But like we said, they're the St. Louis Cardinals of the Big Ten West. They always find a way to be competitive and always find a way in it toward the end of the year. So, yeah, I still will give them at about seven wins, but not enough conviction to make it an official play. So that's what it's looking like in the Big Ten West for Iowa. Uh, like we said with Minnesota yesterday, I would lean toward them over seven and a half for the teams that we've previewed already. And then the other teams we touched on, Nebraska, seven and a half. I took a piece of the over. That's what we bet for the Cornhuskers. And then Wisconsin under nine wins is my favorite bet thus far. Don't think they're going to have a great year there in Madison. Not that they can't get to nine wins. I don't think it's likely, but more so, I just think there's no chance that they get to double-digit wins. Absolutely not. But we'll continue our Big Ten West Division preview tomorrow. We'll go into another team. But until then, let's get one more segment here on Rush Hour before we head out, focusing on my official plays, Danny's Dimes, throughout Major League Baseball. We've got to stick around to hear what they are. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. All baseball fans, this week, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bets and bets on all professional baseball games. Create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and receive up to three 50% profit boosts. That's right, get a 50% profit boost when you place qualifying same game parlay wagers this week only. So head on over to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app for further details. 
final segment is upon us here on this Tuesday evening. The show is Rush Hour. The network is Beeson, and I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us. You can follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. So if you don't know, we are broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook every single day, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. And sometimes you hear a lot of noise in the background. So I look over, and the Sox now trailing 4-2 to, to the Royals. First game of a uh, double header. So if you hear something happening, that's why two outs, two, two count. If you're sweating them out, I'm sorry for you. It's not going according to plan, but uh, we'll keep you updated on what happens. But in terms of Chicago baseball, we do have another game to look forward to tonight, but here in the Windy City that being the Cubs and the Nationals. And I do have a play in that game along with another one. So let's get into it, folks. Time for my best bets tonight, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes. And like I said, we are beginning at the friendly confines with the Cubbies hosting the Nationals, a team they defeated last night 6-3. to three. Talked about it a little bit, and hopefully you're able to jump in on that run line price because the Cubs, like we said, covered that 6-3. to three. And really quick, the Sox do lose 4-2 to two to the Royals. If you want to jump in thinking they could bounce back game two, uh, that game's going to be starting in about a half hour. But with the Cubs and the Nationals getting back to that, you got Marcus Stroman taking the bump for the Cubbies. And Marcus Stroman uh, has been kind of all over the place this year. But as of late, the dude has been a stud, right? He had a tough start to his time with the Cubbies. And then he dealt with an injury. But now he's getting back into the mix. As of this point, Stroman has a record of three and five. His ERA is four flat. Got a very solid whip of 114. And then you look at his FIP, which is lower than his ERA, which is always a plus. That's at 376. He does have a concerning home run to fly ball ratio, a tad over 15%. But then you get a little bit more confidence in the guy with his skill interactive ERA, which we're seeing at about 365. The crazy thing about Marcus Stroman as of this point is that he has yet to get a win at Wrigley. And it's not just that he hasn't gotten a win at Wrigley. It's that the numbers are horrid at Wrigley compared to what he's done on the road. On the road this season, he has a FIP of 319. Folks, at Wrigley, he's got a FIP of 505. That is a terrible difference between home and road. But the good news is he has been improving, like we said. I mean, his last home start was against the Mets, a very good offense. And Stroman had a very good performance. Four innings pitched, one hit allowed, one earned run allowed, six strikeouts. The Cubs did lose 2-1 to one in 11 innings. The Cubs just didn't have any offense. But Stroman kept them in the game. Now, throughout his last five starts, four of them have been on the road. He has only allowed five earned runs against the offenses of the Dodgers on the road, the Mets at home, the Phillies on the road, the Giants on the road, and then the Cardinals on the road. So it looks like Stroman's developing quite a rhythm and pitching like the guy the Cubs brought him over to be. So if there's a spot where you think he could get his first dub at Wrigley Field, should be tonight against the Nationals, especially considering their starting pitcher not instilling too much confidence into your betting pallet, I would imagine. Paulo Espino, the righty, he's a reliever converted into a starter. He surrendered nine earned runs throughout his last two starts. As of this point, his stat line looks like 0-4, 420 ERA, 496 FIP, 14% home run to fly ball ratio, and then a Sierra of 420. He's got a 453 FIP on the road, which actually is slightly better than his numbers at home, but still 453 on the road, nothing good whatsoever. I like the Cubbies in this spot. We liked them yesterday, didn't pull the trigger, but I think tonight is the night where you can do so. They're up to minus 230 on the money line. They opened about $2 and they've been getting steamed all day long, right? So then you got to look at the run line. 
best number I saw in Illinois was about plus 110. And honestly, about 20 minutes ago at Bet Rivers, it was plus 110. But again, they're seeming to get hit because now the run line has come down to plus 104. So that's an angle I think you can take tonight with the Cubbies. And that's the one I personally took as my first official Danny's dime. Cubs on the run line, minus one and a half at the price of plus 110. Would still take it at plus 1-4 if you're looking to get involved. Look, this was a team I said you stay away or fade away in the second half, but now that they've held on to Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, the boys are still fighting. And with Stroman looking good, the Nationals looking incredibly worse than the Cubs right now, the Cubs hopefully should be the right play in this game, and hopefully they can get us a dub by two or more. All right, one other play I had on the diamond tonight. Let's take it to the East Coast. We've got Boston and we've got Atlanta. The Red Sox in a tough situation themselves. Uh, they were a little bit of sellers at the deadline, kind of giving up on their season. And, well, let's hope they give up tonight because I'm rooting for the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta now up to a minus 165 favorite at Bet Rivers on the money line. And then for Boston, you're seeing them at about plus 135. Total in this game is a higher one, nine and a half, which is a little interesting just because, I mean, Boston's offense hasn't been looking that great. And they're throwing out the vet, Rich Hill, tonight, whose overall numbers I get aren't good. But he's 5-0 and in 10 appearances against Atlanta, including eight starts. And he's got a 2.13 ERA against them. And Charlie Morton, who's starting for Atlanta on the other side, is 7-1 and in 12 starts against the Red Sox in his career accumulating an ERA of 372. Now you may not take that fully into account because lineups are different. Rosters are obviously altered and they're on different teams, but hey, just something to throw out there. But I do like the Braves tonight because of Charlie Morton. He's been a pretty sufficient pitcher and more so it's that I trust him as opposed to Rich Hill. Morton has an ERA of 409, but his FIP is down a little bit at 395, which is solid. His Sierra even lower at 358. He's got an identical FIP at, Rome, uh, at home as he does on the road at 395. And like we said, has done well against the Red Sox in his career. His last several starts, he's been a lot more uh, steady than Rich Hill has been. And this year, Rich Hill has not been steady. Four and five with a 452 ERA. His age is seeming to catch up to him. His Sierra is at 440 and his FIP is at 416. Now we talk about home and road splits. Uh, Rich Hill is suffering at Fenway, to say the least. He has an ERA at Fenway Park of 649. His weighted on base average, 388. And his FIP, 520. So at Fenway, his FIP, 520. On the road, it's 358. Yikes. Big time yikes for Rich Hill at Fenway. Now he's looking for his first win since June 26. You think he can get it tonight against a team he has had success against? I'm not so sure about that because you got to remember, Atlanta is an offense that has been struggling a little bit as of late. I mean, they've just lost four out of five at the New York Mets, but there's a time to beef things up and do what you've been doing, which is hit lefties well on the, on the road and really just overall. I mean, tonight's the night, folks. They got a 770, uh, 777 OPS against lefties, a 338 with their weighted on base average against the Southpaws, and then their weighted runs created plus is at 115. So Atlanta could bounce back nicely against lefties. As for Boston, at home against righties, their OPS is fine, 732. Woba, fine, 317. Their weighted runs created pluses below average at 97. And you got to consider their bullpen. Boston's bullpen is kind of in a nightmare. 442 ERA with a 132 whip. Atlanta's bullpen is looking a lot better with a 331 ERA. And then their whip is at 118. 
Atlanta, in my mind, is the right move here. Now, I did lay a steep price with them at about minus 152. And now they're up to minus 165, which is, of course, even steeper. So if you don't want to go in the direction of the money line, the market has moved that way, though, by the way, uh, you could consider the run line. It is minus 106, not the most attractive. It's kind of comical because they're minus 165 on the money line, yet you're laying a price for the run line with the Braves. Yet a team like the Cubs is minus 230 on the money line, yet you're still getting a plus money price with them on the run line. I get it. I mean, Atlanta's better than Chicago, but it's still just a little comical. But look, if you don't want to lay the minus 165, perhaps wait in-game. If it's a close game up until the third, fourth inning, maybe you could get a better price. Or if you don't mind laying a little bit on the run line, if Atlanta's going to win, if they can get Get up and in front early. They should probably be able to tack on more against this struggling Boston bullpen. And Atlanta has a good bullpen themselves, so hopefully they can maintain that lead. But I'm all in on the Braves tonight. Again, I laid the price minus 152 on the money line for a little bit more security. And then aside from that, we are rolling with the Cubbies on the run line, plus 110. Hopefully our Cubbies can come through once again against the Nationals, a team that is mightily struggling. The Cubs still fighting. They got Contreras still there. They got Hap there. Ross has his guys competing, and especially when it's against the likes of the Washington Nationals. So that's what I'm rolling with tonight, folks, for our two plays in baseball. But, hey, we still got plenty more football to discuss throughout this week in Chicago, and I was thinking about talking about it tonight. I think we'll save it for tomorrow, though. I'm looking at a preseason game, yes, with the Bears. They got the Chiefs this weekend, and I know things haven't been looking pretty here in the Windy City with the Bears, but I think there could be a bet to make with the Chicago side in that game. We'll talk about that more so tomorrow on Rush Hour. But until, uh, until then, folks, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Best of luck with whatever you are playing. Enjoy the rest of your night, and until tomorrow, take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.